Hey guys, and welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Riley Blanton. So glad you've joined us. And uh, we've got another special Dragon Con edition of the podcast for you guys this week. This is the Galaxy's Edge panel from Dra- live from Dragon Con. It was uh, me and my good buddy from the um, Mouse and Castle podcast, Aaron Goins, as well as the folks from Tashi Station and a bunch of cool folks. They'll all introduce themselves in a second here. Um, but we go, uh, we spend the full hour talking about and um, speculating about the future of Star Wars at the Disney parks, particularly Star Wars Galaxy's Edge uh, and the Millennium Falcon ride and the First Order transport experience and the the breaking news at the time of the, uh, the cantina details that we've discovered. It's just a full episode dedicated to star wars galaxy's edge so hope you guys enjoy thanks for listening and we'll be back with a regularly scheduled podcast next week hi everyone who likes disney and star wars if only they were combined into an awesome awesome star wars line well actually they are it's star wars galaxy's edge here at the star wars track at dragon con welcome guys thanks for coming uh, I'm the moderator for the panel. I'm Riley Blanton. I do a bunch of Star Wars podcasting stuff and uh, the shameless self-plug recently launched Mouse and Castle Star Wars themed and Disney themed, mostly Disney themed podcast. Ooh. Thank you. And the guy who's nodding next to me is... Uh, my name's Aaron Goins and I am the co-host of Mouse and Castle <laughs> with Riley Blanton. Um, I do a couple other podcasts as well, but I'm big Disney fan, Disney enthusiast, so I'm excited to talk about this topic. Yes. I'm Andrew Dedeski. I just launched a Stats Check podcast with my good friend Joe. Um, I'm a longtime uh, Disney fan, Star Wars fan. I'm a Central Florida development attorney um, and excited about Galaxy's Edge. I'm Nancy. I'm one of the co-founders of the Tashi Station podcast network, and we have a podcast called Mouse Droid, which is all about Disney and Star Wars, and I'm also a Central Florida resident. I'm Brian Larson. I'm the other half of the Mouse Droid and the Tashi Station podcast network, um, and yeah, annual pass holder for the Disney World Resort. Lucky. Uh, my name is Lynn Walker. I'm a co-host on the, the podcast Sapphire Skywalkers and also on Podme Podme podcast. And I am literally my favorite subject of all time is Galaxy's Edge. Yes. I, I used to I did my I did the Disney College program last year where I got to spend four months at Disney World. So. I know the park's pretty mentioned. You've seen the spire rising. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we've got a lot to discuss. We're going to go over all the stuff we know so far, speculate a little bit about what we might see at Galaxy's Edge. But to kick us off, uh, let's take a look at uh, this Disney video that they have of the construction so far that we're seeing at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Pretty. Oh man, they have also gotten super vertical over in Orlando or uh, over in uh, Disney World. You can you drive past studios and it's all you can do to not get into a car wreck staring at it. There it is. Yes, <laughs> there it is. Galaxy's Edge. It's um, it's a lot. It's it's interesting because, and, and I, I just want to start off this way because I feel like we've all, if, as Disney fans and as Parks fans of, and Star Wars fans, think a lot about what a Star Wars land, as we used to call it, would look like. And uh, I always kind of thought of it as a, a greatest hits of Star Wars, right? You're just mm-hmm. going to take all the popular mm-hmm. things from the movies, and those would be the attractions. But that's, in fact, not at all what we're seeing. Um, we're instead getting our own planet, yeah. and it's Batu and it's Black Spire Outpost. Um, actually, let me toss it to you, Brian. Talk a little bit about just the concept of it being its own planet and how this might be a little bit different from previous things we've seen from Disney. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, l- 
like you said, I mean, for ages when we all theorize about a potential Star Wars land, we're thinking, okay, let's do greatest hits. We'll have a Tatooine section. We'll have a Yavin section and stuff like that. But what they have done, and it's in collaboration with the Lucasfilm Story Group, is create an entire new world that you will be able to immerse yourself in. And that's why they didn't go with greatest hits. They want to drop you in Star Wars. And greatest hits breaks immersion. Dropping you on a planet, you're in Star Wars. Yeah, no, and we've seen some concept art. As you guys can see here a little bit, it's um, Black Spire Outpost. It's it's basically this remote trading world where uh, you've got smugglers, you've got all kinds of adventurers. It's sort of the outer rim yeah, part of off, Star Wars. Off, off the beaten path. Um, this was a major trade destination pre-hyperspace travel. Post-hyperspace travel, it's a little less well-trod, so it's it, it's kind of the sticks now. Yeah, well, and, and, it's, and we've seen pieces of this. Aaron, talk a little bit about what we know of Batu from some of the, uh, we've seen Star Tours, I know it was in Thrawn Alliances. Right, yeah, it's shown up now officially kind of in the in Thrawn Alliances. If you read any of the novels, you can check it out there. We don't get a ton of information from there because they're not, they don't spend too much time right in uh, Black Spire, but you do get a little bit of information about that um, in that novel. And then, yeah, it's shown up in, it's shown up in, um, Star Tours as well, right? As a mm-hmm. as an area yeah, that you can visit. Thing. Yeah, the end of Star Tours uh, last year when they updated it for uh, the Last Jedi. The last sequence is you jumping to hyperspace and you end up on Batu, and that was actually when they revealed the planet name. Mm-hmm. Like they they yeah. they hadn't said what the actual planet name was going to be, and they had the media previews um, and all of the like. Disney site, fan sites that were at that event were like, we have the name of Galaxy's Edge because that's how they mm-hmm. revealed it was because if you've been on the ride, you 3PO is like, oh, we'll be safe here on Batu, I think. Mm-hmm. And you kind of fly through it. Yeah, no. So it's enough to link it and to canonize it, but at the same time, not to do the important thing of breaking immersion. Mm-hmm. Right. It's important. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and so it's it's important to note um, the basics, 14 acres, it's, it's basically the biggest yeah it is the biggest single expansion at any Disney park ever by a huge margin and it's not one but it's two it's both parks Disneyland and mm-hmm. Disney World which um, and and so the first one coming is actually Disneyland summer 2019 next year yep. holy cow that's so close I know. it's like uh, less than a year and then for Hollywood Studios in Orlando uh, late fall is what we're shooting for mm-hmm. which with Disney late fall kind of probably means like de- December or <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're probably gunning for November which means it's going to dovetail right into the holiday season which oh boy I hope you all like lines Yes. I mean, you're going to have to like lines regardless, but yeah, you're going to have to love lines. Yeah, no, exactly. But uh, a little bit about what's in uh, this Black Spire Outpost. This is actually, I just saw, this just broke over the weekend. We actually have a name for the cantina. Here we go. August Cantina? August Cantina? August, I don't, I don't know. We'll find out, I'm sure. Um, But it's, it's going to be this, you know, this, this seedy place with where, you know, off-worlders can go to escape a little bit. Very, very Moss Eisley-esque, but also I, in the description, it was talking a little bit about like a strict code of conduct from from the owner. Yeah. No blasters! No blasters! <laughs> exactly. But and and here's the other interesting thing: when when the news broke over the weekend, I noticed two things. One, we get the details of the cantina, and a little bit we get some of this concept artwork that we're seeing of what it's going to look like. More importantly. What you'll see in all the headlines is alcohol served at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, like it's actually happening. Um, which I'm I'm not at all opposed to. Like, we've been waiting. I, if you were to ask me, like, the one thing you have to have at a Star Wars land, you know, from from five years ago before we knew anything about it's that. alcohol. It's it's, it's a cantina. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. It's it's blue milk. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it needs to be. Now, y- you caught the other great detail mm-hmm. about Oga's Cantina, right? Let's let's hear it. Uh, it's that Rex, uh, yes. the cap- yes. the former Star Speeder captain uh, in Star Tours, has found a new calling in life. <laughs> He's the DJ at this cantina. Yep. You, if you look at the the left so, side of the screen, you'll see him there in the background, just having a party right there. 
Are they going to take him away from Star Tours then? He well, he's been away from Star Tours. But he's the. He's been trying to find. His oh, he's calling. the lug, yeah, the yeah. luggage. I, I don't he's know. In the queue, right? oh, I don't know true. how they're going to tie he's that in. You could do double duty. A lot he of people have two yeah. jobs. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, it, but it will ruin the magic. The well, quote there, unquote. There ma- could have been multiple uh, Star true. Speeder pilot <laughs> droids. <is> true. <laughs> One thing that we didn't talk about, kind of introducing the land, is kind of the time that it's set That's in. That's true. Yeah. And so it's set in the kind of. First Order slash yeah, Resistance era. You can actually see yeah. in this mm-hmm. shot here, you can actually see the, the Stormtrooper armor is First Order Stormtrooper armor. So we're actually in that era of the new movies, and then we have the new show, Star Wars Resistance, is coming out, which will be interesting to see if they even try to implant some of that stuff, too, to help sell that animated series and the toys that come along with it. So I yeah. feel like that is a good guarantee that we're going to see Batu in Resistance. Are, are there any ABC shows now that could do like what they did in the 90s and do a special episode vacationing to Disney World? Because I feel like there's an opportunity here. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and the, the other interesting thing um, is the, the the marketplace because it's Disney. We've got to have a place to buy stuff. So it's, it, and, and the concept art here does seem to be uh, very in use. I don't know that the final product will be quite as in universe as what we've seen here. Yeah, but the idea. Well. <laughs> But well, it, that's actually the interesting part. Like Andy, talk a little bit about what, how do you keep, stay immersed in a Star Wars land in 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 Batu without um, with, with the merchandising side of Disney that's so much there, where you have the gift shop at every corner. Is there a balance to strike there? There is, and I don't think. I think our expectations need to be low. Um, I think they do a relatively good job with kind of like what they do with Pandora in a lot of ways, but yeah. I do think that's also becoming a little bit more their merchandise. I the merchandise store ha- has been kind of changed from what it was supposed to be, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when it comes to immersion, total immersion. Um, and, and especially when it comes to merchandise um, in general, it's gonna we're gonna have to lower our expectation. It's interesting because almost everything when I talk to other Disney fans, what we've seen so far is so ambitious. It's mm-hmm. like and, and and Disney's really playing up the immersion factor. Brian, can we actually can they achieve that? Is it is it going to be everything they're promising? Well, let's frame it like this. Right now, they are punching mm. at Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because Wizarding World of Harry Potter took the Imagineers' lunch money, (laughs) and they want to swing back. Um, And from what we have learned at events like Galactic Nights, you are not going to get an Episode Nine t-shirt in Galaxy's Edge. You are not going to get an Episode Nine lunchbox at Galaxy's Edge. The merch that they have stated they will sell in there is in-universe. Yeah. and I do think that, uh, at least initially, mm. that's going to be the case. Um, they, their goal is to out immersion Universal right now. Yeah. No. And and I feel like Pandora's the sort of uh, first response of sorts, but it's it's it, the challenge. The glove was thrown with with Universal there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just say uh, just to one thing. You know, in in terms of Central Florida and the theme park market, it's all symbiotic. It really ultimately is not a competition. Both parks end up drawing people there that'll end up going to yeah. both. So they really don't see it that way. And the folks, there's so much interchange between the two that it really isn't at this point a, a, a we're going to punch you and you're going to yeah. punch back sort of situation versus you're inspiring us to do yeah. better and, and go yeah, further. It, I, I'm definitely going to hyperbole here, yeah. but there's, they, they want, they do want to, uh, they, they want to have something that uh, brings the immersion factor, yeah. like Universal. Yeah. And that's absolutely the inspiration for yeah. it. I yeah. think in in everything that's going to go in there, and also in anything that's going to come in the future, is going to look at what have they done and how are they doing in the future. Because there's so yeah, there's so much. Pe- there's so many cast members that work have worked at Disney and then worked at Universal yeah. and then moved back to Disney. And like I think they kind of love, um, secretly love Wizarding World of Harry Potter because they're like, okay, now this. they're going to yeah. let us do stuff whatever we want to do to break 
what they did. For and a fandom that rivals or exceeds the yeah. size. Yeah, and if you yeah. haven't been to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, it's amazing. Like, literally, you walk into Diagon Alley and you want to cry because you are there. And there was very much a conscientious effort when they were developing through the whole process to make it immersive in terms of sight lines, in terms of what you're yeah. seeing. And you're, I think that's also going to be reflected. Can, yeah. can we mention... Pandora for a absolutely, minute. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So um, there was kind of a joke going around among people who go to Disney or people who are Disney fans of why are they doing this? No one cares about Avatar. Uh, it's Guilty. A, yeah, it's Guilty. a dead... Yeah, me, yeah, me, it, why are they doing this? Um, they announced it before Disney bought Star Wars. And I remember when Disney bought Lucasfilm, my first thought was mm. they need to do a Star Wars land yep. immediately. But... Um, when they had already started working on Avatar. So of course, they're not gonna let it go. And um, I was just kind of like, okay, well, Animal Kingdom is my least favorite park, um, you know, so mm. I didn't really care. Then I went to Pandora, and the first time I went was at night, and it was oh, beautiful. And my first thought was, oh my God, this is gorgeous. My second thought was, holy crap, what are they gonna do with Galaxy's yeah. Edge? And then a year later, I finally got up the courage to go online for Flight of Passage, and it changed my life forever. If you have yeah. not gone on Flight of Passage, it is the best ride at Disney by far. And I just think, what is the ride? What are the rides at Galaxy's Edge going to be like? If mm, if that yeah. is the standard now, yep. I mean, for for Avatar, <laughs> like, are what are they going to do for Star Wars? Absolutely, and we're going to dig in depth on on the, what we know about the rides here in just a second. But I also, Brian, you guys, you mentioned you're at Galactic Knights. I know we learned a lot about it, including, and I threw up on the screen these really cool trading cards that they put together a bit of a yeah. map. So talk a little bit about that, and then and what else you guys learned while you're at Galactic Knights? Yeah, so uh, the, the trading cards are interesting because it gives you a little overview of uh, what you'll what the park will look like, but. More interesting were, there were two things that really stuck out. They are building something like eight full-sized T-75 X-Wings that they're going to be dumping in the parks. You're going to get your picture taken next to a full-sized X-Wing. Holy cow. 12 of them. Oh, 12. Yeah. Yeah. but the other thing that was interesting is a, they talked about how a sort of reputation system will work in the parks. That is, they tra- they'll be able to track what you do, like how you do on the Falcon ride. Mm-hmm. That'll impact how cast members interact with you. And there was a massive casting call for uh, cast members who are actors specifically for Galaxy's Edge. Mm. So how you do certain things in the park will follow you along. They're probably tracking it through Magic Band, so I'm not sure how that's going to work at Disneyland, but at least at Disney World. Well, And they and they have a little bit more time for the yeah. Disney World one as they're adjusting because, and I think this is also kind of tied to that experience, mm-hmm. the Star Wars Hotel. So who wants to go LARPing at Disney yeah. World? I do. Who wants to spend $600 a night or probably more? Oh, actually, no. <laughs> Proof why this will work, by no, the way. No, it's actually probably going to be way more. Proof of concept, yeah. yeah. Right. No, it's it's the Star Wars Hotel. It's an in-universe Star Wars experience where you and your family can go stay and literally just take that immersion from the park home with you to the hotel. And you and it's a multi, it's a it's been kind of pitched as a multi-day experience a little yeah. bit. So it's Dragon Con. Oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think they said that um, you the minimum night stay is two nights, and yeah. like you're, it's not like a hotel where you like look outside and like oh there's you know the view of the park or whatever. It's you're you're seeing like you're on a space station, mm-hmm. so like that's what your view is, and they're gonna give you costumes so you can like play different parts. <laughs> Has there been any confirmation? I know there were they were talking about like a separate entrance like if you're staying at the hotel I think so, like yeah. you yeah. can actually go into so yeah. you li- literally never leave the experience once you enter the doors of the hotel. Yeah, I, I can't remember who confirmed it. I Disney may have on their official blog somewhere, but um, various uh, land area filings have shown where the hotel is being built which backs up pretty much right onto Galaxy's Edge oh, really? and it'll have its own entrance. So there could be the like park. a shuttle maybe that takes you over there where you're literally never Dude. leaving that experience and that, that's part of it yeah the transportation method Disney's been focusing a lot on transportation methods and immersive transportation methods so you're thinking about a shuttle or something that might be akin to the Hogwarts Express mm. you know taking you from the hotel to the land directly 
Yeah. I'm just happy this is happening in my lifetime. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it's something that like you dream about kind of as a Star Wars like, fan. You're like, I want to live in Star Wars. We, we've then, all been dreaming about a Star Wars land since we yeah. were like four. Yeah. Right? Like, I want to start picking out my outfits now. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like, like my plan for the hotel, I'm bringing those Fantasy Flight uh, narrative dice and everything I do is going to be governed by those dice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, and, and you can see in some of the more, more art here, um, and this kind of relates to one of the patents, patents that Disney filed, the idea of just doing this sort of Immersive, immersive giant screen projection technology to where it's just like a spaceship. You're in, you're inside a spaceship. Um, even in the lobby here that they have, which by the way, I love the the one detail in the lobby picture of there is a dude on a laptop. So <laughs> laptops are a thing, I guess, in galaxies. It's a data pad, right? Uh, excuse me. Yeah, a data pad. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's, that's what it is. Um, but. Um, all right, but we're talking about immersion. I'm going there. Yeah, I'm all about that. It's like I was gonna say this guy is very well prepared. Part. There, I don't want to die though. There's, that's true. There's a. It's all in your head. We've we've danced around a little bit, but there's a there's a phys- philosophical element to what a theme park experience can be and and how technology continues to evolve and might offer new uh, experiences and and a lot of that surrounds VR and virtual reality. We've seen The Secrets of the Empire. Mm. If you guys have done that, it's an amazing experience. But the idea of kind of virtually creating, because it's not a real, is not a real place, but the fact that your experience is basically a real but virtual reality, it's very similar to the concept to the show Westworld, if you guys have seen it. And that's one of the first things that I heard a lot of people discussing is like, how many layers to this experience are there? Can you just like maybe go to the outpost, buy, you know, get some drinks at the cantina, enjoy the mm-hmm. Falcon ride? Are there layers? Are there Easter eggs? Are there missions you, that you could uh, accomplish? And 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 how far can this go? That's, I want to toss that out to anyone who wants to grab it. But like, how how in depth and nerdy can we get here? I was. I'm gonna say. I think at, particularly at Disney World with their Magic Band technology, I think yeah. it might be. I think you can get as in depth as they as you possibly can get in this type of setting. I mean, they have games. I'm trying. I like. I'm blanking on the game that they have at Magic Kingdom where you can go around the sorcerer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorcerer. So they have something like that, and they could probably add something like that into the well, park. It gives a little more detail. Like, how 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 does that work, and how might that apply to Star Wars if we see it in Batu? I'm in a mission because mm-hmm. if it's a first order, I there there could be a plot line that they could. Uh, th- give you of like being maybe a robot. So it's kind of like a scavenger hunt type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that Sources of the Magic Kingdom thing is a little bit of a scavenger hunt fetch mm-hmm. quest. Um, they can easily incorporate something like that in there, but um, the Magic Band tech yeah. is interesting because there's been there's been patents and talks for a while of how it can be applied to various interactivity uh, within the parks over at uh, Magic Kingdom you can already see this where uh, if you've got if you've got the uh, Gen 2 magic bands which has the uh, farfield Arfid tech in it um, various rides will interact with you mm-hmm. in different ways and I imagine with Galaxy's Edge it's going to take that concept and exponentially expand it. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I, I, was, I was lucky enough to be at, at D23 last year when they talked a little bit more about uh, Galaxy's Edge and they're not being very shy about it especially with like the Millennium Falcon ride which we'll talk about in a second but the idea of your performance on the ride uh, having an effect on, on what you can experience afterwards and even like will you get a bounty on your head or will, <laughs> how will you participate in the, the battle against the First Order. But that's that's something that's hard to play with and there was a good article on that on, yeah. on kind of the balance it's sort of like video gaming you know you don't want the game to be so hard that you quit like a Dark Souls you know, or yeah. something where you're going to be frustrated if you sit down in a seat and the people next to you haven't ridden, really don't know what they're doing, and you know they're not fulfilling their roles and cause you to fail. You're going to be frustrated with that. So you have to balance a fun, engaging ride that's good for everybody with that challenge, the reputation system. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I kind of even get a sense, and I, I pulled the map back up here a little bit because I get the sense that sort of the docking bay and the merchant row, they there is a sort of geographical element to the park experience of like those levels of, of how in-depth you can get with the experience, of whether it's just, just the ride or is there that Easter egg hunt? Is there that mission you can accept and do that, you know, if you have young kids, they may just be enjoying it. 
but if you know you and all your college buddies want to go and and really get it into the you know larping element of it that would be yeah and that could also be an expansion right because we saw that with magic kingdom you know yeah. The, yeah. the tech came in first right the concept came in first mm-hmm. so we're just you know going through having the ride there and then the expansion being okay hey you get these first order these resistance missions and just building 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 until you've got something yeah. entirely different yeah and it sort of uh reminds me of what they have now at wizarding worlds where you they they sell the interactive wands so like they have little um like markers and like you can go around and do spells and it like they have like it tells you how to do the specific spell and then something will happen in with the scenery mm-hmm. and they have like they have cast members who will go and like help you if you mm-hmm. are, I'm sorry team members at Universal <laughs> who will um, who will like help you if you can't figure it out but so you you'll see kids and adults running around doing these spells but then there's also people who are not as big fans of Harry Potter and they're just there to sort of see the scenery and yeah. like so you can sort of choose your level and I imagine Imagine it'll be sort of the same thing. There, they'll be like us who mm-hmm. like want to have everything say, immersive, yep. and then there'll be you know like my mom who just thinks it's fun and wants to go to Disney. Let, yeah. Well, let's all dream for dream for a second, Aaron. If you're, what does that <laughs> look like at Betsu? If you were just to like uh, guess uh, and take a look at the future, what would you like to do in a third and fourth layer to the park? <laughs> I'm really interested in the idea of kind of you're going to have the cast members completely in character the entire time and interacting with you as like as they are residents of that planet droids rolling around just yeah. all of that like that's the most interesting part to me i'm actually more excited about that immersive experience than i am the the, the attraction the rides mm-hmm. just because it makes you you know if if BB-8 rolls by as I'm walking through a land that looks like I'm on a new planet that I've never been on before. That's that's mind-blowing type of stuff for me as a Star Wars fan. So that's yeah. that's what I'm most excited about, what I hope to see. Yeah. Yeah, on down the line, anyone else, any dreams or desires that you want to see as like the, on the super nerdy side, if they could do well, it? Well, if they ever do another ride and they base it off of Flight of Passage with speeder bikes, please. Oh. <laughs> That'd be amazing, yeah. The fort, like the whole idea with the wands too, like you know, if I can lift something with the force, yes. you know, like if there's, yes. I want to do a ray type situation where there's just rocks and I can be like, well, <laughs> yeah, I did that, yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, about the actual the major attractions, the rides, and the first one is the Battle in the Star uh, Star Destroyer Hangar Bay. Um, this is this is the resistant troop transport ship um, holds eight guests, two. Giant life size, right? Life yeah. size at at walkers, ATAT walkers, uh, and they 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 just they they talked about this more at um, Galactic Nights as well, right? Yeah, yeah, and that that to me, like the idea, because if you've been to Hollywood Studios, you've seen like the sort of cutout at at that's not scale, but then if you walk around the backside, you know it's not the same, and it's just the idea of being in a hangar bay, especially after seeing the Force Awakens. That this one seems amazing. Too. Now this ride, they are being super super cagey on I like especially like in doing the research for the panel like I found tons of stuff on Millennium Falcon like it's really difficult to see yeah. like what this experience is going to be like now we we, we we have a friend who is an electrical engineer for this ride oh. he can't tell us anything but he promises mm. it will blow yeah, our minds get him on the phone like right now and tell him no one's listening <laughs> oh no I, I'm pretty like... sure he's under 20 layers of NDA <laughs> that's true <laughs> there's a yeah yeah. Although, uh, so so Aaron, we get to participate in a battle of the first order. Like that's that seems to be what they're alluding to. Like that you can actually join the fight here. Has there been any in, any information about it possibly being like a VR type of experience? Like you would put on some sort of goggles or headset throughout. I don't, I, I don't no. think they've mentioned anything about no. that. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, the I only heard hint that we have, that. or the comparison we could do, would be um, Secrets of the Empire. Right. Um, which, that's kind of because I was imagining maybe a, a situation like that where you're. You're on a moving, you know, vehicle, but then you have a VR headset, so everything you're interacting with, you know, so you you maybe are yeah. firing shots at them, they're firing shots at you, that kind of thing. But I, almost like a Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know if they I don't know if they do VR headsets on those just because uh, it introduces a level of motion sickness for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. I could see them doing something with augmented reality, though. Yeah. On a quick note, Andy, I'm going to toss to you. Uh, I've seen a couple hands. We're actually get, we are going to open up to questions here in just a little bit. So um, for 
questions. We'll have you guys line up, but not quite yet. We'll get to you in a second. Andy, yeah, just say in terms of balance, they're going to have the other ride, which we'll get to, is interact. It's clearly going to be interactive. So to have two interactive rides might be a little much. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. And um, and the Millennium Falcon one is really the one that they've 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 hyped as far as the. Yeah. There's the a lot of cutting edge technology in that one. Yeah, and 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 possibly some difficulties, but let's talk about it. It's a flight simulator. It's basically what it is, which is always a challenge because do you want fun Star Wars X-wing video game flight simulator or do you want like flight the? I remember like as a kid playing like I think it's the 98 flight sim, yeah. never being able to figure <laughs> out how to take take off in the airplane. And it seems like they are having some version of that here. And you want to talk a little bit about the Millennium Falcon ride and what you think? Yeah, no, I mean, it's really an interesting challenge. They've been working with NVIDIA to get that offline, and they've gone through a couple of different iterations of that. But once again, um, I think at first there was a comment that you could actually destroy the Millennium Falcon, but they've kind of pulled that back and said, no, 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 you're not going to be able to destroy it, but you can really <laughs> mess it up. <laughs> so, yeah. Like like, uh, like Han in the mall. <laughs> yeah. Or Lando. That was too close. <laughs> it's like, yes. Well, and, and so, and, and as far as the uh, as, as far as like the actual technical parts of riding Millennium Falcon and, and piloting it, six seats. We can see it in the in the in the concept art. That seems to be what they're going. Um, what we're hearing is seven pods. Do the math. That's not a lot. And we can actually see some of the construction right here. It's it's an interesting. You, you can see the sort of 360 degree um, rotating ability to have the cockpit give you that full immersion effect of piloting the Falcon. Um, and additionally, the thing I thought was interesting I was reading about is the fact that, again, on the immersion thing, the way that you'll line up for the ride, you're not going to. It's not unlike Star Tours. It's not going to be a bunch of bays, and it's going to feel like you're, there's six Millennium Falcons. It's going to feel you're the one boarding the Millennium Falcon with your other five friends. I'm gonna. Wait, did you say there was only seven pods? So uh, yeah, that's that's what we're seeing. Yeah. That is well, not a good. Like, so that is. You can see, and in <laughs> the construction, it's, it's. I mean, none of this official. This is all like the spy photos yeah. that people are trying to yeah. calculate. But you can kind of see the way they're they're building here. The turnaround for that's going to be horrible. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, so the the math on that, someone was doing it. It was like it was it was like half the rate of of cycle through that they could have. Like a three, looking at like maybe a three and a half minute window experience, and that rate is like half of some of the popular attractions at Pixar Place and stuff like that. Right, but if you think about the current um, rides, for example, Mission Space, where they have to explain the roles, imagine if they had to explain 12 roles or 13 roles and how long that... Well, to yeah. be fair, no one goes on Mission Space, so no one's really on that ride. Even like Mission Space? <laughs> Shots fired. I was not advocating for Mission Space. <laughs> well, do, do you guys remember the, the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction that was at the bottom level of Disney Quest? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys remember that? I don't think... Disney Quest isn't a thing anymore, no, right? No, no, it got, it went no it's, it, it, it is very much rubble now. Yeah, it was basically like this giant arcade place that you could visit at di what was at the time downtown Disney, which is now Disney Springs. But there was this ride at the bottom level that was a Pirates of the Caribbean ride. You get on there with a bunch of your friends, and everybody has a cannon. And then there's a screen all the way around, and the pirate ships come at you, and you collectively try to defeat this game by killing all the other pirates that are trying to get you. And I kind of imagine like that's a super, super low-budget version of what we're going to get with the Millennium Falcon ride. Like That was kind of like, you know, that was 1.0, and now yeah. we're jumping to like 5.0. I, I do also wonder if they're going to iterate on the Mission Space sort of quick-time events. Uh sort of ride where the ride instructs you to do certain things at certain times even though Mission Space doesn't punish you. Didn't well, you always feel like you know that we should kind of be a little bit punished if they I, yeah. I do, yeah. You should be able yeah. to fa fail Mission Space. <laughs> anyway, this is not a Mission Space uh, panel. Yeah. Well, it, but the, it's but that goes into that. it. It's related. Yeah. 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 But also like the stakes are way up because you, say you have two friends and then there's another group of four friends yeah. and they ruin your ride well, experience. Okay, like, that's right, and you've been waiting five hours in line. Or, or tourists who don't even speak the same language as you. Well, yeah, that's right. a whole other issue. Yeah. Or people who just really don't care and they just want to go on the ride and they don't really yeah. want to participate. That's something like I've been thinking about. There's going to be, even though we are the hardcore, we want to be involved, we want to be as immersed as possible. Mm. Most of Disney, most of the people that are going to Disney mm. World or in Disneyland are mm. not going to 
I might think the immersive is cool, but they might not actively want to participate in everything. Maybe they'll have like a selection thing where you can choose yeah. your difficulty, you know, kind of like video games. I want this to or be easy. Sort of like Mission Space, orange uh, yeah. or green. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. If they, Welcome to Mission Space panel. <laughs> could they could they divide some of the pods into be like, okay, this section is going to be for the people who really want to be immersed and then the next and then have other pods be dedicated to people who might not want to be? Well, and, and some of the, uh, a lot of the rumors surrounding this ride have, have talked about how they really had to go through some redesigns because some of the early versions, when groups of six friends together could collaborate, like it's an escape room or something, yeah. they could they could solve the puzzle. But when it was more everyman strangers who don't know each other, yeah. who aren't as collaborative, it became that video game that's just frustrating you after you've waited for five hours in line and you're not enjoying yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, um, I know it won't be nearly as interactive as like Secrets of the Empire, but the first time we did Secrets of the Empire, we were, we were with people we didn't know, um. and it was not that fun because yeah. they were we didn't know them and they were just I think they had done it before and they were just kind of like going through and we were like ah we don't know what we're doing did they spoil the end please tell me they didn't no I, okay, I don't sure. I don't remember honestly but then every time we've gone we've gone with other people that haven't done it before and it's like it's so much more fun like going with people that you know and yeah so that's what I like I wonder like I haven't even been trying to think about what the rides are going to be like because honestly like I didn't know anything about Flight of passage when I went on it and I was mm. so glad I didn't because it yeah. was like oh, blew my mind so I'm kind of just like trying to stay away from spoilers which is <laughs> not easy as a person yeah. who does a Disney podcast no, <laughs> the struggle is real folks it is <laughs> well and and let's talk a little bit about um, uh, we, we've talked uh, we've touched on Avatar we've talked on, touched on uh, the Toy Story Land um, uh, what and, and Nancy I, I want to come back to you what do you think um, these recent, most recent Disney expansions mean for the long-term, um, for the long-term construction of, of Galaxy's Edge, as far as the way it might iterate in the future. Um, well, if you haven't been to Hollywood Studios lately, it's a mess. It's not as bad anymore because yeah. now uh, Toy Story Land is open. But um, for a while, it was like there was only four rides that were open. Um, in that whole park um, so it definitely needed more more rides especially yeah. for kids um, but Galaxy's Edge I have no it, it's going to be ridiculous like I mean Magic Kingdom has been the most popular theme park in the world for I don't know how many years Yeah. and with S- Galaxy's Edge I don't know if that's going to possibly be able to beat it i don't it's gonna be really hard because magic kingdom is magic kingdom but um but as far as in the future i have no idea what they can do with disneyland because disneyland is very small as it is um get you look at a map of hollywood studios and you will see how much land is around good job how much land is around hollywood studios so yes uh, you can see on the left the city of san francisco on the right all of Walt Disney World, we down on the right corner, Disneyland. <laughs> so, and that's and that's Universal Studios up top. I actually pulled this off a forum. I forget to credit which one, but um, you know, the, the amazing thing is is how much Universal and Disney World and uh, Disneyland have done with that small space. So, yeah, I think anybody who's concerned about what might happen in the future, if you don't see what you like here, and you're saying, well, I want something else, they've got so much property. And the other thing is. Unlike Universal, unlike Disneyland, they have full control of everything they do in Disney World. They control their land, their land use, their planning, their zoning. They can build a nuclear reactor if they want. They can do whatever. <laughs> well, and and and. Uh, is is it a good idea to is, do they want to keep these experiences equal because I know they're both almost identical in their current construction but uh, it seems to me that if there's more potential for future expansion it would be in Disney World I mean right now I don't think the even though everything might be a little bit sim- or they're keeping everything kind of similar I don't I think you're going to have a lesser experience at Disneyland than you're going to have at Disney World and that's just kind of the reality of it and uh, the and I'm mainly going with that with the Magic Band um, technology that they have. But also, it's just where Galaxy's Edge is located at um, in Disneyland, which is like near, it's near um, Frontierland, right? Frontierland, yeah. And yeah. it's kind of far away from the other Star Wars stuff. Sure and it's kind of, and it's kind of in this awkward 
uh, position and it's not a natural and organic transition from like maybe like Star Tours to uh, to Galaxy's yeah. Edge. But in Disney World, everything it's like, um, um, Star Tours is kind of near the entrance to Galaxy's Edge. You only have Hollywood to walk Studios past Muppet Place to get there. Hollywood Studios is kind of being dubbed as uh, Star Wars Land or Star World Studios right now because yeah. of all the shows and everything. So I think you're just going to have a, just a better experience at, at Disney World than you are again at Disneyland. Yeah. And there is there has been talk that um, Disneyland's expansion is actually smaller. Yeah, just interesting. A little, a little yeah. bit smaller than uh, Disney World's. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. That's the other thing about what you'll see at Hollywood Studios now is sort of the last time I was there, which was back in January. So construction was still pretty far along. But yeah. um, I, I just remember, like you know, when Phasma just randomly will walk through the streets with a, yeah. with a bunch of. You have this sort of these, these sort of brief in-universe esque moments where I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I can see what I see. I think I can see what they're doing here. Yeah, yeah, they. Um they have like the March of the First Order with Phasma and she walks with the stormtroopers and you know it's they they won't interact they they won't stop for photos with you but they'll interact with you and try to be like move along get out of the way you know the same with the troopers who just patrol the um, the launch bay area yeah. but um, Brian and I have been talking a lot about how they're going to tie in Star Tours at Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. to Galaxy's Edge because right now Star Tours is sort of like near the so if you are walking into the park and looking at the 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 chinese theater um on the left is where star tours is and where um the galaxy's edge expansion is going to be it's kind of like a little bit further to the back it's where streets of america Mm -hmm. used to be um and the back lot area so right now you have the Star Tours and Tatooine area, that Tatooine Traders, that sort of you walk through this path, and then there's the Muppet area on the left, and then there's the gate where the Galaxy's Edge construction is. So we're like, is there a way that they can build some sort of tunnel so when you leave, get Star Tours, instead of exiting through the gift shop, you exit into Galaxy's Edge? Um, I don't know if that's something they could do now, but in the future, it just seems like that would just be like when you take the Hogwarts Express to through the to the two Universal Parks. It just seems yeah. like such... like If you were on Star Tours and you land on Batuu and then you nope. actually exit into Batu, like that would be yeah that would be well and that's the it's interesting because it's the the way Star Wars is done currently at Hollywood Studios doesn't really integrate with the Batu concept Aaron how do is that a concern or is it just like an extra bonus for people who want to go experience like uh, uh, you know photo op with Kylo Ren and they can still do it in another <laughs> part of the park the less crowded part of the, like do you want to go to the crowded Star Wars part of the park or the less crowded Star Wars part of the park yeah I wonder what this means for the life of you know Star Tours in that area like are they going to slowly phase that out I hope I, I wonder what's going to happen to Launch Bay because there's nothing there's nothing to get rid of it like there's no plans to get rid of it but it seems like that's going to be even like become a place that's going to become even more dead because yeah. it's yeah. N- not a place that a lot of people go to unless they o- escape from the rain over time things that aren't used are rejuvenated are repurposed yeah. are redone so I mean, things that are not utilized or maybe a little older or faded will either be rejuvenated, reborn, or replaced. I, I have gotten the impression though that Launch Bay really was more of a temporary mm-hmm. yeah. uh, installation than and it's anything really else. Turned into kind of an institution at at, at, Holly, at Hollywood Studios. Like every time I'm I'm there uh, with a, like a different set of friends, we all like to go and we'll all get this you know the Kylo Ren or Chewbacca photo op, and it's it's <laughs> always got a line. It always seems to be a hit. People like Star Wars. I well, guess. they could they could utilize that if they're trying to keep everything in Batu to be very like immersive you can't have certain characters there right yeah. you can't have Darth Vader there yeah. so maybe launch base stays open so they can still have seem those to be the experiences for the characters that can't be on Batu. Yeah, and then that's where the, the the greedy prequel kid in me is like, and that's where we want more you know content to to be surrounded with like all the other films because that is you could still do that is what I'm trying to say is yeah. that that's not off the table you know the people who saw that original sketch from many years ago of the perfect uh, setup you oh, know yeah, the, the yeah. kind of circle with all the different lands you know you could get that in the future it's not off the table completely true yeah Riley just wants his Jar Jar Binks photo up <laughs> <laughs> it's about time Brian Young not me. That's like, uh, true. 
<laughs> well, and um, I, this is, it is in an interesting turn of events. I've literally been handed uh, by my sister an update that broke today. <laughs> so I'll, I'll bring it up here. It's it's still very much rumor rumor phase from uh, a couple fan sites. So don't take it super seriously. But there's there's precedence for it. The rumor is that John Williams, the one and only John Williams, is returning to score elements of the Galaxy's Edge Park in collaboration with Michael Giacchino, as they did for the recent Star Tours update. Okay, the Michael Giacchino thing is what lent, what leads me to believe that might have act, might have legs. Yeah. Well, and how do you integrate music into the park? Because that does seem like a very important element. You got a cue, bro. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, area music is a huge thing yeah. at Disney parks, mm-hmm. and if you need area music for Galaxy's Edge, who better to go to exactly. than John Williams and Michael Giacchino? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like when when. Um Friends of mine, and I used to. I used to be a Disney cynic. I never actually went to the parks as a kid. It's like what? Hour. I know. I never went to Ouch. Disney park. He's like, Throw him. This explains so much. <laughs> doesn't it? Doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Um, but no. It, uh, going there for the first time, I always was like, is it really that much more special than another theme park? Because I would have friends of mine just huge Disney nuts, and uh, my conversion happened. I, I I accepted the good news of my Lord and Savior Mickey Mouse. Have you accepted? the good word of the mouse. Exactly. And I did because, and the example I always give when people who are are not Disney files like I am now on, on the parks is is the area music like the the story of the the reimagining of the of the parks particularly around Disney World in the 90s where they had audio engineers and I kid you not you'll notice this next time you're at the at the parks when the area music doesn't change volume and the audio engineering that that takes of the exact mathematical positioning of all the speakers to perfectly cue the engineering of the audio and then when you go especially like Magic Kingdom's the perfect example from Frontierland over to the next area there will be these like like you'll, you'll notice you'll walk over a bridge or there'll be a fountain and it's a natural audio buffer because they don't want you to hear two lands music at the same time. It'll take you out of the experience, but they don't want you to hear it fade away and then in because you'll notice it. So in the back of your brain is stuck, and I challenge you to go look up Disney loops on YouTube. In the back of your brain is stuck the music that yep. it ties to specific areas of the land. I just got really nerdy. Sorry, guys. But yeah, that's, that's, that's that it, and that's what and that's what we can expect with John Williams now. So I'm 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 super super excited. Okay, I, I'm sorry. We, we've we've taken up a lot of time talking about a whole lot of stuff. Let's open it up okay, to questions. Uh, looks like we have a lot of them. So try to keep them pretty brief. If you have a second question, just circle back. What voice actors would you guys like to see? Like do stuff in Disney World. I know some of the. I think Steven Stanton's done voice work at Disney World or Disneyland. Which ones would you like to see? Or real regular actors? Frank Welker. Uh, yeah. Vanessa Marshall. I want to hear yes. a Bloom Trooper. You know how Steve Bloom always voices troopers in oh, Rebels. Yeah. I want to hear a Bloom great. Trooper. Basically, yeah. everyone from Rebels would be great. Yes. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Your question, sir. Uh, Real, one really funny thing. I thought you were saying Aryan music a second. I was like, <laughs> no. What, what the hell panel did no. I want? I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Aryan. Okay, you get it. Um, so, the immersion level and like the quests um, idea hadn't some I hadn't really thought about, but. And as you mentioned with uh, riding the rides, like people that aren't going to be interacting as much or, or let's say you get to a mission and there's someone else doing it, it, it just seems like there's so many like challenges to making something like that work. Um, so that's one question I have. And then the other, um, uh, you, every time I search for info on this online, all I ever get is Disneyland stuff. It, I very rarely find any info in Disney World. Galaxy's Edge. That's because they control it more. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also because they're farther along in the construction because they're opening yeah. first, uh-huh. which I'm actually fine with because I want them to be the guinea pigs and have everyone go there for the opening and have less people come to Florida because there's more people who go there anyway. Yeah. I think that's all I can think of. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. So this is about the Millennium Falcon ride. I noticed in the concept art, you've got like two, two, and two seats. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you're waiting five plus hours, this ride you've been dreaming to go on, and you get stuck in the back two seats, um, how do you think that they'll address that to make it seem like you didn't draw the short straw? Mm, that, that is that's gonna be a challenge. It's yeah, I don't I don't know how they're gonna do with the screens because um, like if you go on Flight of Passage and I feel like I've said that too many times, but it's really the best ride ever. They they have every your the way the screens are set up, it's like everyone can you oh you have a good view no matter where you are, but you're all in one row, so I don't know how that's gonna work out with that ride. I just. Um, 
I just really yeah. hope that they, they will learn from Soren because if you if you're on Soren, yeah. the middle row is the only good row, and the two side rows you will see the curvature of yeah. everything. So they'll give you more switches and toggles to play with in the back <laughs> row. Yeah, yeah. At some point, the, the ride will go and it'll be the back seat responsibility to just like hit the back of the Money Falcon so it starts yeah. back up. Yep. <laughs> There's something I just had to think about till today. Now, if they're supplying clothes for the, you know, the Star Wars hotel guests, mm -hmm. how will people differentiate between cast members that are background and hotel guests where they might approach the people? Name tags. The name, <laughs> tags. Never name tags. Name tags. Special uniforms that are only given to cast yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, and how does how does that work? Because that seems to be the that the human element of the Star Wars hotel experience seems to be there, there's a lot of like uh, potential. For, uh, how does this I I imagine. That? you were going to have a cast member guide that is walking you through the LARP experience. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Thank you, sir. So at the beginning, you guys were talking about a lot about the immersion and not breaking immersion between the hotel and the park mm -hmm. with transportation. Do we know anything about immersion for the other entrance to the park? The entrance from, I guess, where uh, the Muppet stuff is? How they're going to keep that from breaking immersion. We were talking about that because we had just gone to Toy Story Land for the first time, and the entrance to where that is was completely different from where we thought it was going to be. Um, if you've gone on the Midway Rainia ride, they moved that entrance to the back where Toy Story Land is. So the Midway entrance. Yeah. yeah. So that whole like Pixar Place area is now blocked off. Um, so we are trying to figure out where are you going to enter Star Wars Land? Are you going to enter it from that entrance or from where that um, where like Star Tours is? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about where the entrance is I going to be. I just made the assumption based on like the giant sign they have with yeah. like a cool photo. I'm like, right. oh, that must be it. That's what I thought too. But then I'm like, well, what is? What are they doing with that other entrance? Certainly, they are thinking about that. And like I said, they are thinking about transportation. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a bridge. And I, I, I have seen renderings where there are two distinct uh, main park entrances into Galaxy's Edge. How they're going to theme those? No one knows yet. Disney cares a lot about not breaking the experience with like sight lines and things mm -hmm. like that. So you might find that kind of like it is with Diagon Alley where you actually have to yeah, go to into go this into little the... thing and you turn around you can't even see Diagon Alley from any other place in the park and vice versa so I think that they may try to yeah. do some sort of an entrance where you won't even be able to see Batu from anywhere else in the park you actually have to walk somewhere something's blocking it you walk in and boom yeah, there you I, are I wonder if they might do something like the entrance is actually going to dip down into mm. a tunnel and then yeah. you walk back mm. up in the galaxy's edge well and as I understand and, and, and correct me guys if I'm wrong is the, the the sort of design, the geographical design was designed more around what they could do at Disneyland because they had so much more room at Disney World. So like Frontierland, they, it basically, it blends into the background of Frontierland so that you wouldn't even really notice if you're in Frontierland that Star Wars Land is next door. You just kind of see the spires, they blend in. Possible, yeah. Um, there were some early renderings of the park, which looks like it actually lines up with Toy Story Land at Studios, in which it looks like there's kind of a tunnel structure there that they may use. Yeah, yeah no, how interesting. Thanks for the question. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Disneyland has three entrances. Disney World has two. Ah, true. Yeah, I hope it's not a t underground tunnel. It's Florida. It will leak. It will have no end of problems. Just something above ground. I was wondering... Um, Disneyland, or, excuse me, Disney in general has pretty deep pockets. What kind of AI do you think they're going to have? Hmm. You know, uh, things floating in the air, maybe if they could actually do a quiet drone, or what kind of, gee, I mean, are they actually well, going to have robots clean the rooms? Well, they they have been doing a lot with drone patents. Mm -hmm. um, they, if you want, I don't think they did it list this past year at Disney Springs, but two years ago at Disney Springs, they had this drone show where they um, just like oh. made patterns in the sky. Like the Christmas one? They did yeah. it last year too. They oh. did? Okay. Yeah. And it was really cool and like I, I've seen a lot of different stuff with like them doing trying to get like permission for drones so it seems like that would be an obvious They were having thing. some issues with like flight paths and things yeah. because they were worried about if a drone ma malfunctions and falls out of the sky and like it, somebody, you don't want it to land on yeah, someone so you want to have a, a flight path that there's no one walking and the other problem it. now is there's a there's a lot more federal regulation rules for using drones in a place like that as a drone pilot enthusiast who was like innocently traveling to Orlando like oh this will be cool and then I looked at like the, the, new, the FAA flight I was like 
Well, I guess I'll have to like drive an hour away if I want to fly mine anywhere near Disney World. <laughs> Fun fact, Disney World uh, literally had the FAA code the airspace over Disney World is the same yeah. as if you're flying a drone over a military installation. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, be- I mean, Disney is the second largest purchaser of explosives in the world right behind the U.S. military. <laughs> Which shows that's they have thing? enough money to do ridiculous things. Yeah, no, that's true, that's true. Thanks. Uh, your question, sir? Uh, good day. Um, the key word I'm hearing all the time is immersion, immersion, mm. immersion. Um, now, Disney's current policy is that you can't wear costumes yeah. in the, any of the yeah. parks. And obviously, you know, being Bobo first, you know, I immerse mm. myself in Star Wars every weekend. Um, but how is that going to work when you're walking through a park? How are you going to spot an alien amongst 60,000 park goers <laughs> and that be an immersive mm. experience yeah. when you've got just floods of tourists walking around and you're supposed to be on an alien planet. I'm struggling to see how that works. That is a limitation to the immersive experience. You have the other people, you know. If me me and you went, we could immerse ourselves completely because we don't have all the other people around to kind of distract. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you free this summer? Uh, or next yeah, yeah. I think there was a joke when they put out that um, the artist's rendering of yeah. uh, the concept art of Batu, like the concept art, and then what it actually is going to look like, and it's like people just everywhere, and that's true. I, but if you have gone to Wizarding World, like they, they, there are kids running around in the robes and adults running around in the robes. So, I mean, they, there are rules and restrictions as far as what adults can wear at Disney, but I, people get away, people will get around that with Disney bounding. And yeah, Disney bounding is going to be very unique. And also specific merch that they've signed off on that they allow you to wear there. Yeah. yeah. They're going to make money on it. <laughs> yes. No, true. It but is going to be a licensed print money. Uh, and, and when I saw when I saw the um, the actual model at D twenty three, and they have these sort of like beautiful little clear um, like uh, silhouettes of figure silhouette human figures placed delicately and scattered throughout the park, and you're like, yeah, no, that's not what it's going to look like at all. No. It's be like this. No, thanks for the question. <laughs> Right. Hey. So you mentioned Star Wars. By the VR. way, that shirt works really well at Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Not a spy. <laughs> so you mentioned Star Wars bef- uh, VR earlier, and yes. I think you mentioned the title, but I wanted to make sure that it was clear to the audience that there is a Star Wars virtual reality experience yes, in Disney World Empire. right now in yes. Disney Springs. And it is Mind blowing! It is awesome. Yes, and so it's in, yeah. Just, just I just want to make sure that it was clear to everyone. Yeah, it's called it's called Secrets of the Empire, and yeah. it's it's just it's like what if you had a Star Wars escape room, but it was entirely virtual reality, so that you can experience what it's like to be attacked there, by stormtroopers. Yeah. So there there are like buttons and knobs, like they they, they physically exist in the room you're and in. But but, but but if you took off your goggles, it's all black. You can't see anything. Yeah. You put the goggles on. There is a virtual reality switch in the spot where there's a physical switch so you're pull and, and you can see your hands you could see your hands in this mm. thing yeah and so you pull down on the switch you're actually pulling down I mean physical switch huge the- huge credit to void and ilmx lab it is one of the most stunning star wars experiences you right. will ever and do honestly so. i think it might be the, i think i think secrets of the empire is probably going to be as merciless as immersed into the Star Wars universe as you can get. I don't think it's going to reach the level as about to because you are going to have tourists around that is going to kind of ruin the magic for you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What? That never so. happens. <laughs> I just have a question. I just wanted to make yeah, sure that. No, absolutely. And I and I, I've heard rumors it's coming to Atlanta. By the way, it's it's coming. Yeah. To Atlanta. It is indeed coming to Atlanta. Jeez. New York City has a Ghostbusters version mm-hmm. of that's the kind same of, thing. That's where it started. Yeah, so. Absolutely. All right. A quick note. We have a couple more people for questions. We're going to just go super rapid fire so we can get you guys. Yeah. Okay, my question should be really quick. Um, my husband and I are both Disney files, particularly for Disneyland. Um, do we have, given how far away or how how much closer we are for for Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland, I would imagine, do we know what if any areas they're getting rid of in re- for replacement of Galaxy's Edge? Like, for example, are they cutting off any part of Frontierland? I don't believe Frontierland. Toontown is gone, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is it? Toontown is gone. Demolished. Oh. Wait, it's still there? I could have sworn that that got cleared out. Yeah, where the goats were. Yeah. Big Thunder Ranch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And they rerouted the river. 
And the, yeah, the railroad is gone, right? Like Big Thunder Mountain is but, okay. Yes, like, they're, they're, no, no. Okay. They're not, not going to take the money. They're not maker. touching like, any so of those. Scared of that. Yeah. People <laughs> yeah. like Star Wars, but they would riot. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Your question? Hi. So um, after working through Pandora Construction and um, opening... I want to know, like, do you guys think there's going to be any uh, things Disney promised that they're not going to follow through with? Like mm. when they did the, uh, they're like, oh, the immersive plants, and you'll be able to touch it in the lights, and then you came and it didn't happen. Like, yeah, it's really, yeah. I think it may not be as harsh as it was it was put out to be because you've got to keep it friendly, magical, happy, you know. So it's, it's they're not going to really, really hit you that hard. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, Walt! I love your work. Yes, that's like yeah, round of applause. That's awesome. Uh, so my question is about the Pandora rides. Yeah. So we talked about flights of passage, uh, but the other one, the boat ride, has yeah. like this mm-hmm. amazing, mind-blowing animatronic. Yeah. Yes. Right. right. Have yes. you guys heard of any of the characters that they may be developing animatronic technology for to bring them to life using some of the things they learned in there? I, I honestly haven't. I, Based on I images that we've seen, I know there's like an Ithorian, that a character. Yeah. There's that, a Toydarian. There's a Toydarian, be, which will be interesting to see how they can pull that that's off. That's how they could use drones. So yeah, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if those drone. characters will be animatic, yeah. probably. You can't, have a, you can't have Watto, or you can't have a yeah. Toydarian as a cast member. <laughs> That's true. Uh, my question is actually very similar as far as technology that we've talked about, the new Stuntronics that they've been developing. Yeah. Of course, not going to be quite ready for Galaxy's Edge, but do we think that will be in its future somewhere? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I think that fits better with some of the Marvel expansions that are coming elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the kind of the superhero poses that you saw in, in the videos that they showed with that, so I don't. It might not have as much of an application in something like Galaxy's Edge. And we've got our last question. And stick around, don't leave. We've got a giveaway for you guys too. So in regards to ride capacity for Millennium Falcon, uh, Orange County registered the California Orange County had an article um, last November. They had blueprints of the ride. And what the seven pods is actually per ring. So when you look at the construction, yeah. there's like okay. at least four different rings. Maybe there's five and one might be obscured. Yeah, I, I seven times each of those rings, the pods face inward. Yeah, I was wondering. Like I was wondering about that yeah. because uh, if we were reading it, yeah, if we yeah. were reading it like we were initially there, that would have been one of the lowest capacity mm-hmm. rides at Disney ever. Yeah. It's a three-day line, actually. <laughs> yeah. Guys, thank you so much. All right, stick around. We've got a giveaway, so we're gonna pass this down to you guys. Uh, thanks so much for coming. We've got four. We'll have Aaron kick us off with. You.